Hey, welcome home, everybody. You're watching Legacy Television. We're Jeremy and Sarah Pearson. So glad to have you in the house today. Let's pray together. We're gonna get right back into the word of God. Father, we love you and we worship you today. We are so thankful to have your word to come to, to have your word to stand on. So I'm asking you today again for eyes that can see into the word, eyes that can see Jesus in the word, ears that hear his voice, hearts that understand who we are in Jesus, who Jesus is in us. Lord, we want you to know how much we trust you today. We trust you with our lives. We trust you with our families. Father, I pray over every person watching this broadcast, wherever in the world they are, I speak increase over them, over them, over their families, their businesses, their ministries, over everything they set their hand to do. And I believe it prospers in Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise and thanks for every good thing that you've done and that you are doing in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Man. Amen. That's a good prayer. That was awesome. I feel like that was a really good prayer. That's a good prayer. Okay. Way to go. Thanks. <laughs> let's go back to Third John, and uh, let's pick up with where we've been over the last couple of weeks in these broadcasts. We've been talking about the prosperous soul and what it means to prosper in your soul and to prosper from the inside out. In Third John. Uh, again, just take verse one, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. There it is again, that whole life prosperity, yeah. prosperity in every part of your yeah. life. And what we're doing is we are going to work. Really what we're doing is renewing our minds. Mm -hmm. And that word renew, there you see it in what Romans chapter 12 about having our minds renewed. That word renew is the same concept, and, and really you see this word in it if you look it up as renovate, something that's huge in our culture right now, renovation. People are renovating homes. You're laughing. You know where I'm going with this, but people do. They, when we're obsessed with it. As a culture, we love the concept of renovation and watching somebody move into something old, tear it down, build up something new and beautiful in its place. There's whole, whole TV shows, whole TV networks just dedicated to the concept of renovation, but the same, take that same idea and what you know to be true about renovating uh, an old home or a car or whatever it is, and now apply that to your mind. Apply that to the way you think about God and the way we think about his word and what we say to be true about him. There's some renovation that needs to take place, some old ways of thinking that need to be yeah. ripped out. You need a demo day up there sometimes where you just rip out old ways of thinking, things that aren't true, things that are just old religious tradition, things that you thought maybe were true, but you find out from the word that God is somebody else entirely than what yeah. you've grew up thinking. Well, you got to rip that out and start putting the truth in there. And the reason I say the truth is because that's what John said here. He said, I pray that you'd prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. For I rejoiced greatly when brethren came and testified of the truth that's in you. Just as you walk in the truth. Uh, the Amplified Bible says, as you walk in sincerity, there's got to be the truth of the word of God has got to take root on the inside of us. And that's when our souls begin to prosper. When the truth about God, when the truth that comes from his word, when the truth that is his word begins to take shape in you and rips out all these old ways of thinking that just aren't true and begins to put up structure that is the truth. 
and begins to paint a picture of who you and I are in Jesus. That's the truth. And that, somebody who will hear that and believe that and walk in that, that is somebody with a prosperous soul. Mm -hmm. Prospering from the inside out. And we've been talking for the last couple of weeks about our hearts just enlarging. Like Paul wrote to the Corinthians and said, he said, our heart is wide open. He said, we didn't restrict you. You restricted, you were restricted by your own affections, by your own heart. So you've got a heart that's wide open and you've got a heart that's restricted, Mm -hmm. tight, narrow. You know, I mean, just can't get anything in it, can't get anything through it. And that's why we left off last week's broadcast with this truth that if God can't get it in your heart, then he can't get it in your hands. Mm -hmm. And whatever blessing he wants to bring into our lives, if he first can't get it in our hearts, then there's no way that he could Mm -hmm. could get it into our hands. This, we just got to get bigger. We have got to get bigger on the inside. And one of the things we talked about was justice, Mm -hmm. how he just set his heart to believe God for everything that yeah. he could dream. I mean, everything that God put in his heart, he just had room for it. Yeah. And as a six-year-old little boy, yeah. for anybody who doesn't know, Justice James is our six. He's now seven-year-old. Oh dear Lord, seven years old. But even from the time he was four, five, six years old, just big dream, yeah. big vision. Yeah, and no, no small thinking. Yeah. No, he wasn't small on the inside. He's been. He's just. It's just wide open heart. And he doesn't need it with little kids. Yeah. How sometimes that they can just have this supernatural faith um, in God because they haven't had time to let fear in and they mm-hmm. haven't had a lifetime of experiences that, have, that try to keep them, that try to limit them right. from receiving more from God. And, you know, even as we grow older, we can make the choice that we are going to limit God mm-hmm. or we're going to just on just by faith open our heart wide open and let the King of glory come in and move and work on us all the days of our life. We, mm-hmm. can, we can be like a child yeah. even as we get older. There are things in this life that we're supposed to grow out of. Paul talked about when I was a child, I talked and thought and understood like a child. When I became a man, I put it away. But there are other attributes of children that Jesus said we must be like. And that's one of them. You ever notice that kids just don't struggle with vision? Mm -hmm. Hey, little boy, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an astronaut astronaut, and I want to be the president and I want to be a veterinarian and I want to be a ninja and I want to be all these different things. And there's no one thought in there about how much it costs to be those things. They don't wrestle with the vision. Why? Because they've never had to provide for themselves. Mm -hmm. Food has always just been there. Mm Clothes have always just been there. Whatever they needed, it's always just been there. There's not one thought about what it costs, about where you got the money to buy that. And it hasn't been until recently, and we were walking through the store, Justice looked at something and said, oh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm determined not to let that hang around in him. Yeah. I turn around and look at him and say, buddy, you don't even have to worry about that. Did you hear me tell him that the other day? Yeah, yeah. I said, we're, we're not going to talk like that. Yeah, I, I said, buddy, you don't even have to worry about it. You mm-hmm. don't have to think about where that comes yeah. from. And what I'm trying to do is I'm not 
endeavoring to wean justice off of me as his provider onto himself as his provider, what needs to happen is I need to wean him off of me and onto God. Because if if I'll get him to stop looking at me as provider one day, when he's older, but instead of looking to himself to provide, that's where mm-hmm. fear comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where vision just goes down the tubes mm-hmm. because it's it's then you realize, oh, well, well, I can't be that because how could I pay for yeah. it? How could I provide for it? That's when our hearts start yeah. shrinking. But if we'll stay like a child, mm-hmm. totally and completely dependent on daddy, yeah. then we'll never have that breakdown of, of where's the money gonna come yeah. from? Yeah. Because used to daddy provided it for me, and now my ultra rich daddy provides yeah. it for me. And don't don't tell your kids when they tell you they want something. Don't tell them that's too expensive. No. Don't teach them to think about things or make a decision based on money, mm-hmm. what they have in their hand. How many times has God ever? just given us something based on how much it costs or dealt with us to get something based on that. Never. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it wasn't based on what we could even afford. We don't do things based on what we can afford. We do things based on the Word of God, getting mm-hmm. a Word from God and knowing what to do and how to step up. It doesn't mean you just go out and you just act crazy and act a no, fool. and do something. But don't tell him it's too expensive. And I don't want him talking like that about money. Yeah. I want him to be at rest and know that whatever God is leading me to do, I can have. Whatever He wants for me. And if it's beyond what I can do for myself, great. Sure. (laughs) But a prosperous soul. I didn't expect this to keep coming up, but you mentioned it, and I really feel like it's a major theme in this, and it's rest. Mm -hmm. A prosperous soul can see something materially, financially, and desire it, and yet be okay without it. That's being free from covetousness. It is. And even if you decide, okay, I want that thing. I'm supposed to have that thing. And even if I don't have the money to buy it right now, what I'm going to do, instead of going in debt over it, instead of trying to be in a hurry to get it, I'm going to rest. And I'm going to trust. And I'm going to be content and satisfied and thankful right now without it. And I'm going to let my father add it to me. And maybe that takes longer than it does the other way, but a prosperous soul, what do you care? Yeah. You're at rest. Yeah, and a prosperous soul doesn't have to hold on to everything mm-hmm. and to be tight on the inside. Yeah. A prosperous soul is wide open, heart wide open, heart yeah. enlarged, can give it away, is always freely giving. You know, the truth is a, a prosperous soul is always looking to bless, mm-hmm. not trying to take. Right. You're always blessing. Always blessing, always blessing, trying to get not something, trying to hold on or to take something. Trying to get something to someone, not trying to get something from someone. Exactly. Yeah. And when a situation comes up and somebody, maybe it's a family member or somebody that you know wants to hang on something or there's an opportunity to get in strife over something, what's the most important thing here? The most important thing is if you're free on the inside, you trust that God will give that right back to me. I can freely let that go. This relationship is more important. Who cares about this? You be the one to bless all the time and not try to hold on to, or to, to and God will bring it right back to you. He'll yeah. give it back to you. And as long as you freely give, it'll freely come back to you. You think about that scripture. I, it just came to me, the one in uh, Proverbs. Yeah. Um, the That's Proverbs the 11. 11. Yeah. Um, oh, this is one of my favorites. 
And I think it even talks about the soul here does, too. Yeah. Proverbs eleven twenty four. It says, "There is one who scatters, yet increases more." That means you just are giving and you're scattering all the time. Think about how inside out that is, how backwards that is from the way this world thinks. Well, the flesh, the flesh wants to hold on to stuff. Right. Thinking, if I'm going to have something, I better hold on to what I've got. Because I'm not going to get more. But inside out prosperity says, if I want to increase, I might have to let go. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says- Jesus, sorry, but Jesus said the same thing. If you love your life, you're going to lose it. Yeah. But he who loses his life yeah. will find it. Exactly. It's so backwards yeah. to the natural way of thinking. It's so inside out, yeah. but it's being rich from yeah. the inside out. And then it says, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. Mm-hmm. The generous soul will be made rich and he who waters will also be watered himself. So good. I love that verse. And I I even love, again, you mentioned that it talks about the soul, but that's where generosity begins. Mm -hmm. Generosity doesn't begin with you giving. Mm -hmm. It begins in your soul and manifests Mm -hmm. in your giving. And I'm so thankful to be a part of this generation because this this concept and, and revelation of generosity is big in this generation. I believe you and I are a part of a very generous generation. But we must never leave off this other half of it of what comes as the result of your generosity. You'll be made rich. Yeah. And we think, well, I, 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 don't, I don't want to talk about that part of it. Let's just talk about the generosity part of it. No, yeah. you can't leave that out. It's cyclical. It, yeah. it, these things work in cycles. And and he who's gen, the generous soul will be made rich. And you think about how much, quote unquote, damage you and I could do with a generous soul and a hundred million dollars? Yeah. I mean, think about what could happen for the kingdom. Yeah. When you put that kind of money in the hands of somebody who knows how to love somebody yeah. else, you put it in the hands of somebody who knows what God wants done with it, we could get some stuff done. And that is the generation I believe you and I are a part of. And that's why I feel like it's so important for us to teach the laws that govern prosperity out of the word of God. Because when you, I I get so excited to think about huge sums of money coming into the hands of people who know what God wants done with it and know how to love other people with it. And it takes faith to give. Mm-hmm. It takes sure. faith to be a generous soul. Yeah. It takes faith to be generous. But it also takes faith to reap. Every time. It takes faith to reap a harvest. And I know we were talking about this recently. You probably heard me tell everyone a million times, so I apologize if I'm saying it again. But when we were really seeking the Lord about if this was our house, mm-hmm. we set ourselves to seek the Lord for like a year to find out if this was right. And I remember one day I was in the living room and I heard the Lord say to me, get down on your knees. Mm. And I was asking the Lord every day, Lord, I need you to make this very clear to me that I'm doing the right thing. I'm not getting myself into something that's in over my head. I don't want to get myself into, I want to be in the perfect will of God. So I said, Lord, show me. And I heard him say, get on your knees. I got on my knees and I heard this so clearly. Do not be deceived for I am not mocked. Whatsoever man sows, that shall he also reap. Yeah. And I knew he was telling me, you have to reap this house 
for your generation's sake. Mm -hmm. You have to reap this house. You have to reap. Now, I didn't have to, but he was telling me, I need you to reap for yeah. me because I would then have a story to tell and I'd be able to give him more glory. God did this for me. I couldn't have done this on my own. Are you kidding yeah. me? I'm only 34 years old. Yeah. I can't get a house this big on my own, my own toil, my own sweat. I couldn't provide this for myself. Mm -hmm. God did it for me yeah. and he'll do it for you. That's right. And for anybody who doesn't know, we told this testimony, I guess it was on last week's broadcast, but the Lord set us up for this place we just moved into. Beautiful place. It is, it is a picture of the goodness and the grace of God. But he set us up for this years ago by telling us pay off the little house we were in, mm -hmm. which again made no financial sense. But, you know, what do we care? We're not yeah. doing things because they make money sense. We're yeah. doing things because we've got a heart to hear from God yeah. and we trust yeah. that where he wants us to go is greater than anything we could come up with. So we paid it off. Well, why do you have to pay it off? Because what we didn't realize was that several months later, he's going to say, okay, now sow it and sell this much of it, which was the vast majority of the house. Okay, that sounds great. We could not have sown had we still been in debt. Yeah. Because you can't give away what you don't own. Mm -hmm. So he had to get us free. And when we were free, we could give. Mm -hmm. And that was not just natural financial freedom. That was freedom in here. Yeah. We could give. Mm -hmm. And it was that seed that set us up to you years later to hear this stern word from the Lord, get down on your knees. Yeah. I need you to reap this place. Yeah. What if... <laughs> I would talk about this generous generation. At the same time, you see this, it's almost like a movement. I think it's called like a minimalist movement where people are talking about how, how minimal you can make things and how minimal you can live and your tiny minimal, houses. tiny this, <laughs> tiny that. And you know what? I, I think there is some validity to yeah. some of that. But let me ask you this. Would you be rich and I mean wildly, wildly wealthy if God needed you to be. Mm -hmm. Even if you had no desire for it at all. I don't need that stuff. I don't want those things. Da, 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 da. Okay, fine. Nobody said you had to keep it all. Would you be that way if you found out God needed you that way? Mm -hmm. I would be mm -hmm. because I realize my life is not my own yeah. and I don't live for yeah. myself or even for just us. Mm -hmm. Sarah and I have made this commitment before the Lord. Whatever you do for us, we'll tell it. Yeah. We will tell it. And that's what this life of ministry is all about. Yeah. There's two things I feel like we need to touch on. And I know you've got more verses for this too. But we keep coming back around to this concept of, of, a, of a, a big heart, a wide heart, an open heart versus one that's small and tight mm -hmm. and restricted, one that's afraid, one that won't give. And the Lord ministered this to me some time ago. There are two things, and possibly more, but I want to pull out these two, that a, a restricted heart says. Number one, a restricted heart says this, it won't get better. Yeah. Meaning, whatever station or place you are in life right now, a restricted heart, a small, narrow heart says, it won't get any better than this. And that is always, like you said a moment ago, based on experience. Mm -hmm. And the problem with saying it won't get better is you are allowing your experience to limit your expectation. Yeah. And that's where most people live right there. They, their only expectation of the future is based 
on what they've experienced before. Yeah. And if they've never experienced greater, then they say to themselves, then it, it won't be better than this. Yeah. That's one thing a restricted heart says. Another thing a restricted heart says is it can't get better. So you've got it won't get better, and that's based on experience. But the another thing it says is that it can't. It cannot get better. So that could be somebody who has a lot, who is living in a beautiful place, has a lot of stuff, a lot of material, financial things, and that's great. But when the voice of the Lord comes to him and says, leave it all. Yeah. Sow it, give it for my sake in the gospels. And somebody looks at what they've got and they say, I, I don't think that it can get better than what I've got right now. And they're, they're hesitant and fearful to step out in faith believing that it can't get any better than what they've got right now. And that is a tiny, mm -hmm. narrow, restricted heart. Mm -hmm. You know what fear in the soul is? That's an impoverished soul. Yeah. That is a soul living in poverty. I wrote it down just before we started these broadcasts. Fear is poverty of the soul. Yeah. Afraid. Yeah, fear. Afraid that if I step out, then it can't get better than what I've got right now. Mm -hmm. Maybe somebody has worked their whole life long and the retirement account is finally where they want it and the pension fund and this and the kids are off and the, the cars paid off and we finally got to this place in life and the voice of the Lord comes and says, there's more. Yeah. Would you be willing to let go if I told you there was more? Yeah. It's in this city or in this state or in this country. Mm -hmm. But if fear is resident there, I don't care how much you have naturally, mm -mm. how much money you've got, how many houses, boats, cars, planes. If you've got fear in you, that's poverty of yeah. the soul. And there's no room for expansion. Mm -mm. No room to be enlarged. Yeah. You're restricted. And no, again, no matter how much stuff you've got, you are not a prosperous person. Mm -mm. If fear is motivating your decisions, then no matter how much you've got or how much you've added to yourself, you are not a prosperous person. The fearful soul is at the impoverished soul. Yeah. Fear is poverty of the soul. But faith, yeah. faith in the heart, joy in the heart, mm -hmm. gladness in the heart, regardless of what is or isn't in the bank, that is a prosperous yeah. soul. That is somebody who is on their way to prospering from the inside yeah. out. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the Legacy TV podcast. We hope you enjoyed this. And if you'd like to hear more of Jeremy and Sarah, subscribe to this podcast and download the Legacy Studios app. From there, you'll have access to the Legacy Television broadcast, the Legacy Letter magazine, and so much more. You can also visit pearsonsministries.com to contact us directly and find out how you can get involved with everything that's happening here at Legacy Studios. Be blessed today. We love you. Remember, you are always welcome here in the House of Faith.